0: It's Thanksgiving Day, and we have a lot for which to be thankful.
1: Welcome to Longleaf Breeze, subsistence farmers using three simple principles, approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it, and we don't make all misstatements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of November the 28th, Thanksgiving Day. We are indeed thankful for so many things, and we thought it would be appropriate for us to take time today and talk about the many blessings for which we are thankful. And I suppose we can begin by saying we are thankful that we have plenty of food to eat.
0: That's right, and and that's been a theme even in our past podcasts around this time of the year that we um, are grateful for the, the stores of food we're able to gather in at the end of each growing season, um, and we'll talk more about maybe there's not an end to our growing season, but at the end of the summer, um, we're thankful for that. We, um, we've been just regularly eating from the produce of our garden, either some that we preserved from earlier, like you know, thawing out some okra that we froze the other night, or uh, going out and picking some fresh collards and our sweet potatoes that'll go on giving and giving. We're thankful for that.
1: We're thankful for each other. Um, We have been married now for, oh my, I should have thought this through. Almost 40 years. You might as well. (laughs) All right.
0: I do remember that.
1: (laughs) And um, it is just delightful to have the opportunity to work side by side with you and to start almost every day with you and to end almost every day with you.
0: That's right. And I guess you say almost because every once in a while I've spent the night with my mother or gone to see the children in California and you haven't been there. But, you know, more, more times than not, we are together. Oh, absolutely. and absolutely. And I feel the same way. We're very fortunate to have each other and um, to have been together all this time and looking forward to many years to come.
1: Speaking of going to see our children, we are thankful for our family.
0: That's right. We've um, Speaking of which, since last Thanksgiving, we have a new grandson. He's actually not that new anymore. He's 10 months old now because he was born in January. But he is um, such a sweet young man, and he joins his older brother, who's also a sweet young man. Um, and uh, we're thankful for our children, all three of them, our son, daughter, and daughter-in-law, and our uh, my mother, who's about to turn 89, and our extended family, we could go on and on, but um, we're just grateful for that. And I should mention another family member, Audie, our dog. Yeah. He's Where a special is is guy.
1: He, is he in or is he out? He decided to go out for the okay. podcast. <laughs> and we had a wonderful opportunity to hang out with Adrian some this summer uh, as she spent some extra time with us here, summer and early fall, and it was just very pleasant. We enjoyed being able to be with her, and uh, hope that she will be returning soon so that we can spend some more time with her.
0: That's right. She's really um, added a lot. And lately, as we've pointed out on a couple of podcasts in the past, she's been helping – Uh, with the tractor, a lot on the farm. She was, she was always helpful, but now she adds an extra interest because I don't like to drive that tractor, but she does. So I'm just thankful for that.
1: (laughs) You bet. And she's ready to learn uh, more of that kind of thing. And uh, I am eager to share that with her so that she can begin doing it.
0: We'll make a farm woman of her yet, won't we? (laughs) I'm, I'm also thankful that we have our health. And, you know, this time last year, We were grateful for the amount of recovery you had made from your shoulder injury, but it's even more dramatic this year, so maybe you could talk about that a little bit.
1: Well, it it was just this week that I noticed that I can now move the little finger of my left hand independently of the fourth finger of my left hand. That may sound um, irrelevant or unimportant to you, But for me, it is huge because it means that I may be on my way to being able to touch type with speed again. And that means a great deal to me because I do a lot of work on the keyboard. So uh, it's just huge to see that little finger coming along and Uh, And here we are, what's this, 15 months after the injury? It was July
0: of 2012 when it happened. And
1: only now am I beginning to see that improvement. And that's encouraging because that means I'm not finished healing. That's right. It may continue to get better.
0: In the dark days, immediately following this, and actually even, you know, four and five and six months after, you had doctors telling you, doctors whose opinions we would trust saying uh, if you're not whatever the healing's all going to take place by six months or you know if you're whatever healing's going to happen it's going to be a a year well it's been a year and like you said change I mean it's been from July to November uh, additional that it's been over a year and you're continuing to improve so I am very grateful to the great physician Um, that's all we can say Um, don't don't know how miracles work but this seems like one in the making, and I'm grateful for
1: it. So am I. We also are grateful that we are mobile uh, with our health so that we can enjoy walking around on our property, enjoying not only here in the core campus. But, you know, the core campus is really designed for people on foot. Everything, you know, everything's designed to be walkable so that you can walk from the barn to the pond to the lodge to the veg hill to the orchard and back. And, right. Uh, and so that's important but you and I also are able to get out and enjoy our trails that get us away from the core campus so that's great.
0: And we we about a month ago were experiencing beautiful leaf color. The leaves were at the height of changing and it was um, those walks were very pleasant and now we're seeing a different kind of beauty that um, you can see the oncoming of winter and leaves off the trees and uh, the views, the open views. Up. Yes, that's one thing that when our leaves come off the trees, we have um, the serendipity of that is that we see the valley below and it's just gorgeous. So, um, and the exercise that we get walking on the trails, and the exercise Adi gets, he really enjoys running around like a crazy dog. <laughs>
1: and good visiting time for you and me as yeah. well when we're out walking. There's, there's no television. There's no computer. Uh, there is a smartphone, and sometimes the phone interrupts us, but usually not. usually it's just the two mm-hmm. of us having a chance to visit with each other. lately we've done some thinking about uh, getting a good night's sleep. Um, we have a dear friend who struggles getting a good night 's sleep, and it has made us aware that of what a gift it is.
0: It is a gift, and recently you read an article and then you told me about it, and I read it <laughs> about how it's normal to wake up in the middle of the night and maybe you know, you may or may not be able to go back to sleep uh, right away. But, and I have found that I do, but the, the whole idea of the two sleeps, you know, that it, that it's only since the, you know, electricity was invented and we can light our homes at night when we we beginning to see, we're beginning to see human sleep patterns changing. But that we may be wired, this article says, to actually sleep through a cycle early in the evening, and then wake up for a while and go back to sleep, which is what you've been doing for a long time now.
1: Exactly. (laughs) And, you know, I was thinking that I had some kind of problem, but it was one I could live with. Well, it turns out maybe I don't have a problem at all. Maybe I'm just doing what humans do naturally. But it fits very well (laughs) into our new arrangement for the Internet, we have changed our Internet over from Verizon to Exceed that's based on a satellite, which means that there's a period from midnight until 5 when there are no limits on what we do on the Internet.
0: Data-wise, yeah. Data-wise.
1: So I can get up and download whatever I need. I can upgrade software. I can do all the things on the Internet that I used to be able to watch videos, things that I... Always chafed at doing with Verizon, because every bite counted against our total now I've got this period in the wee hours of the morning when there is no limit, so i've I've really made the most of it. It's been very nice,
0: so you can embrace your two sleeps per night yes but but you're right that we do get overall even though I tend to I may wake up but then I'll go right back to sleep and i so mine is more like one sleep, I guess. But we both sleep well, plus you take a nap every day, so, yes. which we've already talked about on a whole podcast. So we get but, a good night's yeah.
1: sleep um, through, through all of that, and it has worked out well. Anything then, else about our health that we ought to talk about? Just
0: very grateful for where we are right now, and um, also for my mothers and our children and Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Having,
1: having Mama be healthy, it's, she's just such a wonderful companion. It's great I to know. hang out with her.
0: I know. So we, we pray for continued help um, for all this, of us. And,
1: and this is Amanda's you mother that yes. we're talking about. Yeah. We call her Mama. Our only surviving yeah, she's grandparent. Our, our only parent who survives, and she's just been a wonderful friend to both of us.
0: And, you know, that probably is worth saying that we're also grateful for our other parents who've gone before us True. and our other people who are no longer on this earth. We've recently celebrated All Saints Sunday, and we remembered those people. We're, in fact, your mother's birthday was just the other day, and we, I thought of her all day and the legacy she left. So um, we just, we're grateful for them as well.
1: We're grateful for our church. We are active members at Episcopal Church of the Epiphany in Tallahassee. It has been a place where we feel welcome, where we feel valued, and where we feel that we are able to serve in a meaningful way.
0: That's right. We're um, grateful that we have a new priest. Well, not that he's new, but we're grateful for, for uh, Father Wells agreeing to come and be our priest. And uh, we share him with St. Dunstan's in Auburn. And it's uh, energized the church. We're just um, had some beautiful services lately, and he won't be here this Sunday, so it will be Father Wells Appreciation Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> My father used to say when you couldn't get something, he'd say, Well, that's just like if I didn't have any jello in the house and I wanted some, he'll say, Well, just consider this jello Appreciation Day. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: that'll be Father Wells Appreciation that's right. Sunday.
0: Um, and we've he has really um, embraced. When, since he's come, a, a program that was already going on, and it's just, and he's gotten his St. Dunstan's um, parishioners, or I guess they're not typical, they're not really a parish, but it's a, a church uh, that ministers to the students on Auburn's campus. And those students have gotten involved with our beans and rice ministry. That's where I'm headed with this. We had a beans and rice ministry that um, offers food to um, the indigent and the hungry in our community and we um, were doing very well already, but this past month when we offered the beans and rice, um, thanks to Father Wells' leadership um, and the students at St. Dunstan's taking it and running with it, literally, they've raised lots of money, and they packaged up about almost 70 bags of um, flour and meal and canned goods that would be needed for the thanksgiving holidays and so for thanksgiving Such
1: a tremendous help for yeah. our ministry and it has been just it's, when we first arrived at epiphany a couple of the church members were chafing that the the church had not found a meaningful way to reach out to the community well, we can put that one on. We don't need to worry about that anymore. That's right. This has impact. Mm. We are changing lives for the better with beans and rice. And uh, it's, it basically turns our church upside down once a month because it's an awful lot of work for a tiny little church. But boy, is it powerful.
0: It is powerful. And uh, so many different ways that people can get plugged in and help from going to the Montgomery Food Bank and shopping to coming up and helping stock the pantry when the food comes in. And that's a huge task in and of itself. And then being there on the Saturdays, which is the third Saturday of every month uh, for food distribution. So um, it's just, it's something that everybody can get involved in if they want to.
1: And the photo we think we'll use for the podcast is you and our friend Ramona Naris working together to uh, do some stocking on the shelves. Right. So people have a chance to see y'all in action with that. You and your Alabama sweatshirt.
0: <laughs> roll Tide. Roll okay, tide. enough about that. We decided we we're going to be zen about this game this week. <laughs> but, but I do have to say Roll Tide. Um, we also at the church are very grateful for your work as the verger. I
1: have really enjoyed that. Verger is a position in the Episcopal Church in the Anglican tradition that involves helping with worship. And in our particular iteration at Epiphany, it means acting as the assistant for the priest in making the worshiping a welcoming experience. And I have had a ball doing that. Just loved working with it. I think I'm having a positive impact you
0: definitely are and got us you got us through the transition period um so beautifully when we didn't have a full-time pr- well all we have is a part-time priest but the point is we didn't have any didn't have permanent, a permanent, permanent priest, priest yeah. for about six months so having your work there was invaluable and, and necessary and it's continues to be invaluable um so we and i'm glad you're getting joy out of it yeah, that's important it too. has
1: been fun Well, let's talk about the season, uh, the growing season just passed. You mentioned at the top of the uh, time today that we might ha- have have a one long continuous season, but the fact is, we do have discernible seasons here.
0: We have discernible seasons, but as far as saying all the food is harvested and in now, I can all just is ignore. safely
1: gathered in.
0: Yeah, although the winter storms have be- are beginning. <laughs> it was cold <laughs> last night; went down to twenty two. Um, but we uh, we have something growing out there all the time in the vegetable garden and of course the orchard trees don't quit either so well they quit bearing but they they they're alive i guess but yeah. and even that season we've talked about how much longer it is yeah, and when we started we do start a lot it. to
1: extend our fruit growing season but the fact is there is a season for the for the orchard when everything really does kind of shut down and it's down. dormant right and now and that's not the case with veg okay? no
0: no in fact um, this past week in preparation for the second wave of freeze, uh, frost coming in, I um, went out and just made sure I had pulled up all the mint that had taken over in my bed. Yes, I am a master gardener, and I know better, but I planted a mint plant, one little plant out there, and yes, and you're laughing, Um, and it took over about half of a 16-foot bed, (laughs) so I had to go out there and pull all that because I, I was determined before the rain fell And the cold came that I wanted to get the last of my cover crop in, which is lupin.
1: And and just to be clear, let's understand, you haven't gotten rid of the mint.
0: No, it'll probably... All
1: you've done is cut it off above ground. Yes,
0: I have. You're right. I I pulled up as many roots as I could. But at any rate, um, got that done, and I will probably come back as soon as... Well, we'll talk about onions next week, but I'll come in when I can, when I can get the right types of onions, plant those, I've got garlic coming up, um, all those fall veg that we've talked about, the coal crops, brassicas, they're coming up, and so, and I mean, they're out there, it's past coming up, we're actually eating that, so it's a good thing, and we'll be continuous as we go into next season, and I'm thankful for that, because it means we always have something to eat, as you pointed out.
1: And apropos that, I think it is worth saying that we're grateful for accurate weather forecasts. We knew that this cold blast was coming several days in advance. We've been gearing up for it. We were able to get things that needed protecting, batten down, and uh, to prepare properly. And the reason we were able to do it is because we knew Four or five days beforehand. Oh, it's going to be really cold on that night. That it's Wednesday night,
0: and um, we've learned from experience that if it, it, whatever the forecast is for Tallahassee, we might as well take it down a few more degrees. It's,
1: yeah, typically yeah. we'll be, on a on a calm night we'll be three degrees or so below Tallahassee on in the winter time, and it's because we're lower than Tallahassee. We think it's just the the altitude is less here, so cold air settles in here
0: but at any rate we were glad for that because i put some frost blanket over the lettuce so thank goodness
1: we're grateful for our friends we have been very active in master gardener and we've got dear friends there and my dulcimer group and you've been playing with the loach poker poker pickers and have really developed some close friendships with those folks
0: also um you since you got your amateur radio license you've got a network of Amateur
1: radio buddies. So there's a little community forming there as well. And I guess I wanted to finish with some gratitude for the life we have left behind. Our life in the suburbs. It was a great place for Joe and Adrian to go to school. We have friends there that are still important to us. Our church. Our church there
0: too was so much a part of our lives, and we still have our serendipity class uh, group that comes here. We, ha- we try to make it once a year in the springtime. They come and have a field day at the farm.
1: And we look forward to that we every do. year. yeah. It's great and to see them. So many of
0: our just very best friends in the world are still in Birmingham, and uh, those friendships continue. I'm one of those people who I'm on Facebook. I love it. It's, it. it's a means to an end, which is it enables me to keep up with my friends. And that's another thing. I reunited with my high school friends. Uh, it's sort of like moving. I'm not in Montgomery, but I'm close enough. And we get together on a regular basis. And I'm keeping up with them on Facebook as well.
1: And so that's junior been great. high school. And yeah. junior
0: high school. Yeah, we go away. And my elementary school best friend found me on Facebook, even though she How lives far that. away now. We both lived in Clarksville, Tennessee. Um, but we found each other on Facebook. Actually, she found me and I'm grateful for that. And so as we wished each other a happy birthday this past year, we were two of the people who could say, I remember, you know, she commented on one of my, that I was on a swing, that I like to swing. I thought it's great to have somebody who remembers when I used to swing as a child, because, you you know, as we get older, we have fewer of those. So, um, grateful to Suzanne. Shout out to you.
1: And one other thing about our life in the suburbs that we have left behind, one of the things that allowed us to do with our professions is earn money. We were able to save money that we are still benefiting from here on the farm. We don't make that kind of money now. No. uh, But we're still able to enjoy the money that we made as professionals to do things like buy equipment, and to buy the farm, and to build the barn, and then the lodge, all of that is made possible by our having suburban professional careers for three decades.
0: Yes, and that is something that is the topic of uh, a number of talks we've had, especially with younger people who want, may be interested in this kind of life, to say that, well, if you don't have money, you may need to start out earning the money, not out in the country somewhere. and then.
1: Or you would do it differently from the way we did it. Yeah,
0: I mean, you, if you really want to go ahead and move out here, you just uh, might need to accept the fact that you, and many of them are, they are making their money with the farm. But we didn't have the expertise, and quite frankly, I didn't have the interest in doing that, to grow enough crops to sell and and support ourselves that way so this was how how we knew how to do it and i'm thankful for the fact that it worked out
1: and we will finish by saying we are thankful for you we are thankful that you are willing to spend time with us each week and we look forward to this time not only because it's a good chance for us to review what's going on but because we know that it makes a difference in the community we hope you and yours, the one you lo- the ones you love, have a wonderful and safe holiday. Take care.
0: And happy Thanksgiving.
1: You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682.
0: Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is
1: P.O. Box 780446, Tallahassee, Alabama, 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm
0: log and check in with Lee and Amanda. That's longleafbreeze.com.